Hey there. I am a great grandma. I have been around a long time. I have many stories. I have been there and done that and enjoyed myself along the way. I have stories about myself, my family, and their families too. The joys, challenges, struggles, and triumphs that we all have experienced through our lives are a bond that we have in common with every generation. Sharing the commonalities of our life experiences brings us closer to every generation that is open to hearing from us. You are listening to Their Time, a podcast about the lives and stories of senior citizens. Hey, you out there, get ready. Join me and many others on this show as we share about our lives, our stories, and our times. Our host is John Knox. This is Their Time. Greetings, I am John Knox. This is Their Time. This is episode number two. This episode is called Mr. 103. Hello there. It's good to be with you today. Would you like to tell the audience your name? My name is Vince Matlas. Hey Vin, I've always liked seeing you around. I can remember you since I was born and I've always loved seeing your mustache. How (laughs) long have you had that mustache? Oh, I've had it since I was about 16 years old, I think. Oh, and what year was that? That would be 1930. Wow, that means you were born 1914. Ben now discusses three major things that happened to him in his life. I guess my first thing was going to school when I was about six years old. And I stayed there until, well, I stayed in different schools, of course, and I was there until I was about 19. And then I went looking for a job during the Depression times, and they were hard to come by. So I just had temporary jobs for quite a long time until I finally found a permanent job. Before I got a permanent job, I I was engaged to be married, but I didn't want to get married before I had a permanent job. But finally, in 1940, I got this permanent job with Massey Ferguson, and I was there until 1976 when I retired. Well, um, I had three children, three boys, and uh, then after that, as they grew up and they got married. So eventually I had, up to now, I have eight grandchildren and uh, seven great-grandchildren. And the eighth one is due in July. The events that Vin chose to sum up his life were relational milestones. Being married, having kids, 
grandkids, and great-grandkids. In order to have his own family, he went to school and worked hard to get a job in the aftermath of the Great Depression, in a time when everybody was struggling to meet their daily needs. So to give you a rough outline, Vin was born in 1914, graduated high school at the age of 19 in 1933, worked part-time jobs for seven years and found full-time work in 1940 with Massey Ferguson at the age of 26 and married a year later. He retired in 1976. Just to let you know, this interview occurred in two installments, the first in June of 2016. Let's continue to listen to the second installment, which happened early in June of 2017. Then can you tell me how old you are? I am 103. Vin's age gives him a perspective that is rare. In my last interview, I talked to him about life in general. Today, we have agreed to discuss the struggle of his younger years. How did he establish himself? What were his goals when he was growing up? In some way, Vin represents the generation he grew up with. Vin, I understand that you were starting out your adult life in the aftermath of the Great Depression. Were you able to have a dream of f your future and work for it? I had a general dream, I think, of having a good job, getting married, having a family. Um, that in general was what I was wanting, wanting to have. During the Depression years, of course, these were more or less a, a dream without an actuality at that time. Right. Many of us younger people feel overwhelmed by our futures and don't know how to plan for them. Yeah. How did you manage uh, positivity in the face of such difficulty? Well, I, I went to school and specialized in accounting. Not that I would get a job at that. But when I left school, was the Depression was on. So I wanted a job. And I looked for a job, and there just were none. So I, <clears throat> I didn't necessarily specialize in accounting. I did advertise myself as an accountant, but I was ready to take a job of almost anything at that time because there are just no jobs to be had. Wow. I've heard that families had so little to the point where some family members got to eat on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and other family members got to eat on Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, with all family members eating on Sunday. How did you and your family handle the Depression? We didn't have any problem that way. My dad had a good job with the railroad, and, uh, well, he had to take a lesser job during the Depression. He still had, still worked with the railroad. And uh, what type of work did he do? Well, he was, he was yard master, but he was demoted to yard foreman or something uh, during the Depression and went back to be yard master later. 
So, like, what type of work, what type of uh, work is that? Is that? A, uh, I don't exactly know what yardmaster meant, but he worked over in Lambton Yard, and uh, he was a yardmaster, whatever that entailed. I never really got around to asking him. Do you have an idea of where Lambton Yard is in Toronto? Yeah, <laughs> it's it's at um, Saint Clair and Runnymede. Oh, okay, so it's that's a, it's a <clears throat> it's a big store there now, but that used to be Lambton Yard. And was that was there also a train station there? It was a, it was a train station. The station wasn't in Lambton Yard. It was along farther over near over near um, Keel Street, right over that way. Wow, interesting. <clears throat> My research tells me that there were 13 to 15 million people without jobs in the United States, and that for every five to six jobs, there were up to 15,000 job applicants. When you were uh, going to job interviews, did you find yourself in long lines? I never found myself in a long line. Um. There weren't that many opportunities to get it. What I actually did was answer jobs that were advertised in the paper. And I would put in help wanted also, or, or employment wanted. I would put an ad in the paper. But they used to have help wanted in the paper, and I would answer those ads. Wow. So do you remember the name of the newspaper? Yeah, yeah, I used to get the Star Paper. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, when you were searching for work, did you have a dream job that you were looking for? Dream job? Well, I specialized in school and accounting, and that's what I was hoping to follow up on, but I was ready to take almost anything during the Depression time. Okay, my generation wants to find their dream job and be able to experience life to the fullest. They seem to be giving up on the old way of buying houses and settling down. Fun seems to be the ethic of the day. Having joy is seen to be a greater thing than owning things. What was your way of finding fulfillment in your life? Finding a soulmate? No, finding fulfillment. Fulfillment. What was my way in finding fulfillment? Yeah, like... What did I do with myself? Let's say people will look for a dream job in order to to serve their community while working. Yeah. Or find emotional fulfillment by doing something challenging. How did you find emotional fulfillment through your... uh, in your life? With church work. I got involved with church work, Sunday school, and so on. I mean, I taught a Sunday school class. I led a choir, and uh, I spent my activities mostly with, with church work and looking for looking for a basic job as well. Good. Mm-hmm.
Presently in my life, I'm struggling to find my tomorrow. The ideas that are being presented to me are limitless. I'm just scratching the surface of these new ways of being and am beginning to look at the possibilities that are available. James Hamblin, a columnist and senior editor of The Atlantic, wrote an article in October of 2014 called By Experiences, Not Things. The article is about the millennial generation finding success through having meaningful experiences. They are seeking happiness in a new way. They feel success is about having the independence to choose a lifestyle that is based on meaningful experiences. They want to have a life that they can direct. Living under the large debt of a mortgage restricts one's future. What made you feel that your goals were achieved? What made you happy? My goal? Like when you were looking for work and when you were, um, when you had found your job, what, what at the end of the week made you feel successful? After I found a job? Yeah. After I'd found a job, the thing I was waiting for was to get a job so that I could get married. When I found a permanent job, the first thing I did was went out and got married. Well, a year later, actually. But as soon as I got a permanent job, I started saying, now I can get married and had to start planning for it. events in the Great Depression continue to shape your life today? Well, I think um, one thing I did was was, um, cause you to want to save money, save everything as far as that goes. Today I think people are more <clears throat> outgoing with all their possessions, whereas back then, if you had anything, it was precious. I mean, money or anything else, you pretty well valued everything you had, rather than throw out everything, even in the way of food or clothing or anything as far as that goes. Everything you kept everything as a valued possession rather than throwing everything out and buying new all the time. We never did that that back then. You weren't always buying new. You'd only get something new if somebody gave it to you or you could pick it up real cheap or something. Right. That's different today. People go out and buy things because they like to shop. Back then, you couldn't do that. Just now, Vin smiled gently as he described today's hobby of shopping for fun. When Vin was growing up, people only shopped if they had to.
At the beginning of the interview, Vin told me that he didn't know a lot about the times and the feelings of his peers. Vin is a straightforward, hard-working guy who just put one foot in front of the other. Even during the Great Depression, his needs were met. Vin found fulfillment in his church life. At his church, he served as a deacon for 40 years, 30 years as a choir director, and as a caregiver for 15 years. In his apartment, a plaque hangs on the wall. It refers to these Bible verses which he lives by. Listen as he reads them. The verse is, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. That's Proverbs 3 and 5. Ben lived his life by trust. Many of us could really benefit by learning to trust. It is my hope that you have been encouraged by Vin's story. Other research for this podcast was taken by my watching two short videos. Toronto During the Great Depression from Vimeo.com by Crestwood and a short video called History Brief daily life in the 1930s from the YouTube channel Reading Through History. Jake Henderson is one of the accredited authors and also wrote a book called The Great Depression, A Condensed History of America in the 1930s, Kindle Edition. Hey, Ben. Okay. I owe you a big thanks. That was fun. Okay, John. You have been listening to Their Time. I am John Knox. To contact me, use my email address, theirtimepodcast at gmail.com. To give feedback and to discuss if you or your family fits the requirements of this show. Also, I have an independent board who reviews all decisions made concerning these broadcasts. Thank you for being a listener.